You're listening to The Scattered Cat Podcast. This is a place for agents of change, dreamers, and out-of-the-box thinkers to come together for all that is possible and for what has yet to have been done before. It is the guidebook for those ready to transform the world while transforming themselves in the process. It is a space for personal growth, deep healing, truth-seeking, and collective action. For those of you looking to develop your gifts and talents for the greater good of humankind, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Kat, bringing the inspiration you need to accomplish all the beauty you seek and to turn your daydreams into reality. So, Changemaker, are you ready? Hey, all you Changemakers, and welcome to what I would consider the real first episode of the Scattered Cat podcast. And I've been waiting probably about four or five-ish days since the first episode actually aired, waiting for the inspiration to hit me as to what I am going to share with you first. There are so many ideas that I have and so many themes that we could attack, but I wanted to get something out there to you that was not only timely, but completely relevant to what we are going through as a collective, along with something that helps you to understand who I am, what I'm about, and what I am doing in the world, and how I am showing up to become the change. So today was the day that it finally hit me what I am going to talk to you about now. And broadly speaking, we are going to be addressing all things healing related. And I'm going to start by telling you a chapter of my story and then we'll come around towards the end of the episode and help I'll help you make some connections as to how it applies to you and my advice for you getting through this year and my advice for you in approaching the next year 2021 it's coming i mean it's it's october end of october right now as i'm recording this i mean but you'll get this november 2nd and it's not too early to start thinking about what kind of shift are you going to make in the new year. So we'll get around to that later, but I want to tell you some more about me. So settle in, sit tight. I am going to tell you my story. I would say that my story starts almost three years ago to this day when I was studying abroad in Argentina and just a few days away from having my dreams come true. I was going to see these beautiful whales in Puerto Madryn, Patagonia. I can't really tell you why I was so drawn to this specific event or thing, but I had been having literal dreams about whales for two years prior, and I didn't even figure out that Patagonia was a major whale hub until I had decided to study abroad. And so it seemed like destiny was on my side, the planets were aligned, and it was time for me to spread my wings, get out of Minnesota, finish up my undergrad, and do so while gaining and regaining my independence and sense of freedom. So 22 at the time, I'd already spent a few months in Argentina, and it was our mid-semester break, And as the rest of my group decided to go to the salt flats, I already knew that that's that's not what I was going to do. Luckily, another group member joined me in my trip, so I wasn't completely alone, but I was prepared to do that trip alone regardless. 
because I, I was called to. I don't know how to explain it in a way that will make sense to you. But it was like this knowing, like, this is the path for me. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to go there and do it. And it was going to be amazing. So I hopped on that bus and I drove, well, I didn't drive it, someone else did, for 18 hours to get to the place where my dreams would come true. And I don't want to go into a lot of detail about this because it's kind of beside the point, but a few days before my boat tour was scheduled to go out and see the whales, my friend and I decided that we would go and get a bite to eat and on our way back ran into a couple of 20-ish year old soccer players that were in the area too. They had a box of pizza, asked me for my Instagram, and seemed like they were going to be cool dudes to hang out with. I mean, I'd always enjoyed hanging out with the bros, so I was like, okay, this is awesome. Let's go. And what was such an innocent start to an evening quickly turned into one of the worst nights of my life. My trusting, happy-go-lucky, I-want-to-meet-everyone- and have everyone as my friend personality ultimately led me to look away from any red flags. I didn't even know what red flags were. I grew up completely sheltered in a small town with a super loving family. My dad didn't even give me the chance to make mistakes. And it's not to place blame on my parents in any way for sheltering me, and but it does play a role in how I walked into a situation that I could not escape from. And that was the night that I was sexually assaulted by two men. And it's still kind of strange looking back at the timing of everything and wondering how I was so drawn to go and see the whales, which I still did, by the way, and it is still the most, one of the most beautiful things that's ever happened to me. But how was I so drawn to a location and to a dream that would traumatize me right before it came true? And I remember on the boat tour, just as I had seen the most beautiful mother and maybe daughter or son whale swim right below the boat, only for me and my friend to see as the rest were off looking at another whale tail splashing in the distance. But I remember looking out and thinking, this was going to be the last good thing that ever happened to me. And of course that wasn't true, but... To carry that feeling around in the pit of your stomach was something that only people who've survived trauma can probably understand, that knowing that your life was not going to be the same, and also that complete uncertainty about what it was going to look like, how it was going to affect your mind, and how it was going to affect literally everything you do, the next person you meet, who you fall in love with, or if you even can fall in love, who you can trust, or how you're supposed to add new friends into your life, how are you supposed to go back to work when all you feel like is nothing because the one thing that you had control of, your body, was stolen from you. And it felt like my soul had been stolen from me too. And hang in there. I promise this story has a super happy ending. But I'm not done with the not-so-happy parts. Because when I returned to my home state, Minnesota, which was less than a year later, I was sexually assaulted again by two men. And I think that was my 
a point of my complete undoing. Everything that I had even tried to hold together, my sense of self just shattered. I was honestly broken in every sense of that word. But this is where my rising, the good story, the happy endings, this is where they begin. For the last two years, I have dedicated every ounce of my energy into healing, mind, body, and soul. I've now gone to over a hundred therapy sessions, which is insane and cool and awesome and something to celebrate, but it also shows like just a fraction of the amount of effort that I put into myself because outside of therapy, the work never stopped. Through panic attacks, PTSD, being afraid to leave my house, sleeping with a knife under my pillow, to at one point even questioning every single man that I met if they were going to be the next one to hurt me. There were so many scary, ugly, shameful parts that I had to go and look at. Not only from the traumas themselves, but from everything leading up to them, my childhood, people who had treated me poorly prior, and mostly my belief system about myself. What did I think that I deserved? And so I have worked and worked and worked. And when 2020 started, I thought that, hey, maybe I can take a grace period and just enjoy life for a little bit. Maybe it's time for new dreams to come true. Maybe Scattercat will take off and I'll have my happy ending, I can travel, I can see beautiful things, and I'll be safe, and someone will fall in love with me. (laughs) Maybe now, maybe 2020 is the time that I get to finally rise. Maybe I've suffered enough, maybe I've put in enough hours, enough work into myself that (laughs) maybe maybe it's time for me to be happy, to get some joy. I mean, I'd already suffered enough. Why... Why should I have to continue to suffer? And it turned into this kind of bartering with the universe or God or source or whatever you want to call it, saying, hey, look, I did all this. I did all this work. I've been doing me. I've been taking care of all the things. Like, it's okay if you want to send something really awesome my way. Like, I'll I'll be okay with that. Just a side note, trying to barter with God never really works out because I don't have to tell you what 2020 turned into. And I didn't know that I was in store for another type of trauma. And this one really caught me off guard. I was in a car accident um, at the receiving end of a hit and run. and We were rear-ended. And I'm fine, don't worry. (laughs) But it really had effect on my mind and body. Um, I developed post-concussion syndrome, and I ultimately just crawled into a cocoon in my apartment for months and months. Okay, it was only like four-ish, five-ish months, but it felt like a long, long time because of all the physical pain. And this is when I got angry. I had already put in so much work to myself and had restructured some of my self-limiting beliefs to be more healthy and I had a really good idea of what I deserved. I deserved love and happiness and the last thing I deserved was another hardship. And so I literally just screamed at God and I was like, you gotta give me a break. I don't know how much more I can handle. 
I feel like I'm at the end of my rope. What is this life turning out to be? I'm only 24 years old and (laughs) nothing has been fun. And I watch as my friends and people that I were acquainted with in the past, I watch them on social media as they get married and have kids and add a new pet and get a new home. And I see them just being able to engage with life. And I know comparison is a very dangerous game to play, but at that point, I was I was playing it because I, I felt like giving up. And it wasn't the first time that I had contemplated like giving up, but this time felt very intense. It felt like, why would I try if all the world is showing me is that I'm going to be continually beaten down time and time again? But here's the thing. Every time that you stumble and fall and scratch your knees and your elbows, every time you get a bloody nose or a black eye, like you get up and you're angry and confused at the time, but every step forward you take after that, you are that much stronger. And at that point, I did what I consider to be one of the most courageous and most sincere demonstrations of strength, which is to simply surrender. I surrendered to the muscle spasms, the pain, the discomfort in my back and neck. I surrendered to the migraines for days on end. And I surrendered to all the things that that concussion stirred up. Nightmares found their way into my bedroom again. And I was scared almost every night that someone was going to break in and get me. And honestly, I was, I was freaked out. I felt like I had reverted to my childhood self because I was scared of ghosts. I was scared of bad spirits. Any fear or phobia I have or had came straight to the surface and I felt haunted and powerless. But I kept surrendering and I kept trying and I kept rebuilding my strength and gaining strength every single day because I was putting any ounce of energy I had into my healing. And it took a while for me to get to the point that I'm at now, but I feel like I've got that boulder rolling down the hill and it is going full speed ahead. I have more energy now than I have had in three years. Everything feels so easy and beautiful too. Taking care of myself is a set in stone habit My spiritual practices have allowed me to reconnect to myself and to my surroundings and nature. And I finally have enough willpower and strength to do what I've always wanted to do. And that is to bring change to the world. And honestly, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I had not gone through everything that I have. I didn't ask to be a survivor of sexual violence. I certainly didn't ask to get in a car accident. And I didn't ask for a hundred plus therapy sessions. I didn't ask for nightmares, PTSD, physical pain, and truly understanding what suffering is. But I am thankful that all those things are now a part of my story. And they are all important tools in my toolbox to do what I did ask for which is to inspire people like you to live their best life every single day and to give you 
the support and help you ignite the courage within your own soul to go out and do the work that you feel called to do as an agent of change in this world. So now I'm going to flip the script and give you the focus because after all, this podcast is about you. As we approach 2021 and as we approach new beginnings, I want you to think about what is being called forward to you to heal. There's no doubt that this year has shaken up and affected every single person, and so I know for a fact that there is something that is being called forward for you to finally look in the eyes and say, hey, I see you, and I'm going to heal you. I'm sorry that I didn't in the past and that I've ignored what has been tearing and torturing my soul, but I see you now, and I have the courage and the bravery and the strength that is required to go ahead and pay attention and heal what is being called forward. So take a moment and get quiet with yourself. And I want you to be so, so honest and dig deep. What is it that's sitting in the pit of your stomach? What's sitting in your throat that has yet to been spoken? What issues or what pains or what traumas or hardships are being stored in your mind and body that need to be let out? What is calling for attention? And I wanted to get this message out now because as we approach the new year, it is way too common for us to try to set all these financial goals, all these goals related to weight and external and material things. But What if the next year wasn't about that? What if the next year was only about you? And I'm going to push you on this because I need you to realize that you have yet to discover your true power. You have yet to discover your best life. You have yet to discover how you're going to transform this world. Unless you have done this intense healing work. And I want you to know that you don't have to have gone through two, three traumas like I have. To get to this point, I'm telling you this so that you can start now. As you look at the next calendar year, how many of those slots and spaces and months are you going to dedicate to yourself? How much are you going to dedicate to becoming the best version of you? Don't you think it's time for you to finally show up for yourself? Don't you think it's time that you take care of yourself and that you nurture the child that was hurt, the teenager that was hurt, the adult version of you that was hurt? It's time for you to acknowledge all the past versions of yourself that were treated unfairly or unjustly or were just simply misunderstood. I need you to take stock of what's waiting in your mind to be addressed. And then I need you to be brave. And I need you to heal. And to heal takes commitment. So that's all I'm going to ask of you today is to make a commitment to healing. Because I'll let you in on a little secret. You are so worthy and so deserving of giving that to yourself. So lovely human. Take some time and let all of this sink in. Journal it out. Talk it out. Run it out. Whatever you have to do to recognize and commit to what it is that is going to be healed. And when you've done so, come hop on over to the blog site, scattercat.com, and track down this episode. I will put lots more support in the show notes, along with a few hints about the next episodes. 
I'm sending you all the love and support from afar, and we'll be talking with you so soon. Take care, Changemaker.